Akoe about to bring in a major sports complex. Winter Garden moves forward toward water treatment improvements. Friends of Lake Apopka recognizes one of its greats. And if I were the devil, the date is December 15th, 2022. We're going to go through these stories and more. Welcome to West Orange on the Go. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is where we do local news and comment. And when I say local news, I mean hyper-local. West Orange, this is your news. We begin in 10 seconds. You're listening to West Orange on the Go. Brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go. The Okoe Commission has moved one step closer to bringing the second largest regional sports and entertainment complex to the city. The new complex will consist of 16 baseball fields, nine batting cages, multiple purpose fields, a recreation park, and playground areas, a splash pad area, and a welcome center. A mixed-use center will be built next to the sports complex consisting of two hotels with about 400 rooms, seven retail or restaurant buildings, about 20,000 square feet of office space, and two parking garages that will fit up to 1,600 parking spaces. Now, Commissioner Rosemary Wilson said, quote, when we purchased the Rogers property, now that is the property that the sports complex seeks to build on, the intent was a sports field. We had just not been able to do it. But that's the property and the plan when we bought it was for that purpose. So this is exciting to me and I'm hoping we can move forward on this. Well, the sports complex will bring a number of benefits to the city of Ocoee, such as an influx of new jobs, enhancement on the environment located within the property, infrastructure improvements, and widening of the Ocoee-Apopka Road and Fuller's Crossroad. It will also bring in increased tax revenue and payback from the Rogers property purchase, as well as continued revenue that will stream through the city with this complex. Uh, Now, in addition to all that, all those benefits, the city pays nothing. You know, this is quite the impressive um, venture here. Now, full disclosure, I love Mayor Rusty Johnson. I'm friends with him, and uh, I have seen, through his tenure, tremendous revitalization of a COE. Now, you look what's going on over there, all the improvements that have come. Um, you know, there was a time where, not me, but a lot of folks would, uh, particularly from like Winter Garden, would say, oh, you know, Okoe, it's, it's run down, it's just no good. Well, they're not saying that anymore, are they? Okoe's very impressive. And um, I want to, my hat's off to the mayor there, my buddy Rusty Johnson, uh, and the commission who is seeming to support these efforts, and, uh, and I think it's just terrific. I live in the Winter Garden side right near that project, and I'm excited to see it come. It will break ground if it moves forward in late 2023 and is scheduled to be completed by 2025. Now, the Winter Garden City Commissioners have approved unanimously 
a resolution to authorize the city manager to apply for a $3.5 million loan under the State Revolving Fund Loan Program to fund the city's design of the Crest Avenue Water Waste Treatment Facility. Mayor John Reese had several questions regarding the interest rate, possible increases, impact fees, and operating expenses. Now, I was at this meeting, and this questioning that the mayor did, holy cow, I mean, he is really a a brilliant CFO mayor. Um, As a matter of fact, that's his background. So, you know, it's no wonder Winter Garden is flourishing with a surplus every year. Uh, It was quite impressive. Now, commissioners also participated in debate that evening on the second reading regarding the annexation land use designation and rezoning of a property located on Tildeville School Road. Commissioner Ron Mueller, who had voiced concerns with the property at the first reading, reiterated his thoughts and made a motion to postpone the ordinances. Now, that died without any second from any commissioner, um, at which point Commissioner Mark Mayshall made a motion to approve the ordinances, and the commission approved the readings four to one with Mueller dissenting. All right, now the Friends of Lake Apopka Environmental Organization has bestowed its fourth annual Jim Thomas Award to Dr. Eric Marzolf. The Jim Thomas Environmental Hero Award was presented at the Tuesday, December 6th, full uh, board meeting, that is Friends of Lake Apopka, and that was held at the Oakland Nature Preserve. Now, Marzolf has been actively involved in restoring Lake Apopka since 1996, when the state legislator authorized the St. John's River Water Management District to purchase the North Shore Muck Farms and restore them to wetlands. Now, immediate past president of FOLA, that is Joe Dunn, said, quote, Dr. Marzolf and Jim Thomas worked closely to create the inertia necessary to repair 50 years of environmental abuse. No two people have done more to save Lake Apopka than Jim Thomas and Dr. Marzolf. Well, I love this organization. Um... You know, and I believe that the people of West Orange County care about preserving our natural environments. I don't think there's much debate on that, but there are really three types of people, um, it has been said, and there are those who do and, and put their feelings into action, their passions into action, their once of advocacy into action. Those who support those, either by supporting them, uh, by you know getting involved with their events and functions, or financially, and those who do nothing. And so I hope that we become a area that has more people who do, like Joe Dunn and Dr. Marzolf, Jim Thomas, the late Jim Thomas, um, we need more doers and supporters. You know, you could support by becoming a member at friendsoflakeapopka.org. That's friendsoflakeapopka.org. And while you're on the World Wide Web, be sure to check out orangeobserver.com. 
and our Facebook, our Twitter, all of that stuff. We're on social media, always bringing you the hyper-local news. All right, and speaking of which, Orange County School Board member Pam Gold hosted a community meeting Monday, December 12th, to update families on the construction progress of the Water Spring Middle School campus. The school opened to students in August 2021, but has been utilizing one wing at Horizon High School. The permanent facility is being built at Water Spring Boulevard, and it will open next August uh, with a capacity of just over 1,200 students. Now, if you're interested in this story, all the details are in this week's paper. The full story is in this week's paper. All right, now let me say a special congratulations to my good friend. Um, I mean, really, this person is just a very special person, somebody that's warm, genuine. You could tell immediately, and that is Annabelle Sykes. Uh, She's with our paper. You've read her stories. She does a tremendous job. But she has been promoted from staff writer to news editor. So I think that's just tremendous and well-deserved. Any kind of promotion for Annabelle Sykes, well, it's a promotion I think is great because she is just phenomenal. What an incredible asset to our community. We need more Annabelles in West Orange County. All right, I'm going to get into the final page. Now, many of you are aware that I, well, I love talk radio. I grew up listening to talk radio um, when I was in, well, I guess I was in middle school. I would have a little earbud in my ear during math class. <clears throat> I've told, I, t- I tell this story often, and I'd be with that earbud in my palm of my hand running up my long sleeve shirt. Uh, pretending that I'm listening to the math assignment, but really I was listening to talk radio. One of the greats is Paul Harvey. Uh, now this program, I it, this podcast, I try to do it kind of a Paul Harvey style. I, I've mentioned that often on this podcast. Um, news and comment, my editorial subjective comment which represents me, doesn't represent the paper at all. It, it has nothing to do with it. I'm, this is the podcast for the West Orange Times and Observer, but it's a, a subjective podcast. It's, it's my thoughts with some objective news, um, you know, the headlines. Today I'd like to read a Paul Harvey segment that is quite famous. If you know Paul Harvey, you probably know of it. So what I did is I I made some tweaks to it just to bring it up to to where we are at now. I think everything he said was perfect on that segment. Um, But that was a long time ago. I think it was, you know, 60 years ago. And I, I just wanted to... Well, I wanted to homage Mr. Paul Harvey and and do this piece, but with some updates for today's time. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. 
I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. But I wouldn't be happy until I seized the ripest apple on the tree. The. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you, as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. We have taught you the morality you need. We have taught you through the university. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is a social construct. I would remind them to trust in all that the school system teaches and their smart devices show over anything their parents say or want. After all, their parents are part of an archaic world that hated everything and included nobody. And to the older generations, I would teach them to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate influencers and producers and how to make lured content exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten Hollywood with dirtier series and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics and fentanyl to whom I could. I'd promote drunkenness to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of more clicks, likes, and shares, I would have mesmerizing social media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions and just let those run wild until before you knew it, you'd have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon, I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and defy science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbols of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what do you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes and hard work and patriotism and moral conduct. I'd call those things hateful. I would convince the young that marriage is toxic and unnatural, that open relationships are more fun, that what you see on your smart device is the way to be. And thus, I can undress you in public and I could lure you into bed and give you a cure for any consequences. And when you begin to search for meaning, when you try to find your purpose, I've removed the path. 
So you become confused, you get angry, anxiety starts to overwhelm you, and I will say gently into your ear with concern, just look into the mirror and see whatever it is that you want to see. Because there is no plan, there is no purpose, we can reinvent. You weren't created. Everything you do, everything you get, it's all for thee. In other words, if I were the devil, I would just keep on doing what he's already been doing. This has been Austin Arthur with the West Orange Times and Observer. And until next week, have a happy and blessed weekend. West Orange on the Go is brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go.